0: You are live with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here in studio with Andy Barrar. We're your tech guys. Got an interesting show for you today. Of course, we'll be going open line, taking your calls and questions. We'll also be talking uh, to uh, a cool guy uh, out of uh, Toronto, uh, one of the creators of Phantom Glass. Uh, These are these uh, things you can apply to your uh, front of your smartphone to prevent it from, I guess, getting cracked up when you drop it. Well, yeah,
1: and I think a lot of people have used a screen protector at one point in time, yeah. but they were really bad back in the day. They, you, you could, you'd you have to have a professional to put it on yes. because you get those bubbles, and then you would try to use with your credit card to take the bubbles out, and then most people just got rid of them. But phantom glass is actually really cool because it's so easy to put on, and it can take a lot of abuse as well. So I'm looking forward to that discussion.
0: Some interesting stuff uh, in the news this week. Uh, Facebook... Um which a lot of us use. I think they're up to 1.6 billion active, b- users. active users a month. That's 1.6 billion, which is crazy. Uh, they're uh, purchasing uh, a company called Masquerade. It's uh, an app that uh, allows you to uh, put uh, little faces and hats and all sorts of things, filters uh, to your, uh, your photos and, and video as well. So that's what all the kids are doing right
1: now on Snapchat. Yes. And so Facebook buys this company because they're losing out on the young demographic because everyone is on Snapchat. By the way, Snapchat gets about 8 billion views a day. Video yeah. views a Video day. Video views a day. 8 billion. 8 billion. That's hard to even comprehend. So, I mean, if
0: you're Facebook, you got to be looking at that. And, well, and they're missing out. They're missing out on the younger Kids are missing out on the millennials. So th- that's why they, uh, I think, purchased this particular company. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I looked at some of the numbers as far as the downloads uh, uh, for this, uh, this Masquerade app, and it's just been uh, growing exponentially over the past uh, three months. It's like a three-person startup. They've never had any funding or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at some of the past uh, purchases uh, by Facebook, like Instagram. Yeah. When they first uh, bought them, they had 30 million users. They're up to 400 million users now. Huge. I mm-hmm. uh, bought them for 1 billion. Um, remember when they bought WhatsApp? Yep. Facebook already has a Messenger app, but they bought WhatsApp for $19 billion. When I, when I read that back you know, a couple of years ago, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. They already got a Messenger app. Why would you pay $19 billion for another Messenger app? Well, it looks like they know what they're doing because um, that $450 million is now 900000000 million. Mm-hmm they've users they've, for WhatsApp.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think just about that's like the number one app on everyone's phone these days uh, outside of the standard stock apps yeah. is WhatsApp.
0: Do you use it? I use it all the time. Yeah, I use it sometimes. Really? Yeah. You don't use WhatsApp? You don't I've have got any it. Groups? I've got it. I've got it, but uh, you know, most of my family is uh, on iPhone. Yeah. So, you know, we just use iMessage and it it works fine.
1: So, do you are you involved in like any group chats? Like on any messaging platforms?
0: And yeah, I haven't got a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I got my family. I'm lucky if they, if they message me. But now that I know you're on WhatsApp, maybe I'll join one of your groups.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's make a group. We should make
0: one. What group would we do?
1: I don't know. I'll have to think about that.
0: Nerdy tech guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be, yeah, the only two in that. <laughs> um, other stuff uh, in the news. Roy uh, Tomlinson, the inventor of email has died this week, mm-hmm. age 74. Um, just amazing how far we've come over the past uh, 30, 40 years, really, when it comes to technology. Um, I, I find it fascinating. So, you know, this gentleman here, he invented email and, and the use of the at sign. Yes. Uh, back in 1971. So he was working uh, on ARPANET, which was the precursor to the internet. And uh, they wanted to find a way to send electronic messages. From one computer to another computer in a different location. In a different network. In yeah. a different network as yeah. well. So obviously they figured it out. Uh, he also wanted to come up with a way to uh, you know, address these messages to certain individuals. So looking on the keyboard at the time, uh, the at sign seemed like the most logical choice. Because back then uh, it was mostly used for like a, a, a unit of measurement.
1: Yes, like at the grocery store. Exactly. But he, and, and a lot of people have asked him over the years, how did you come to to use the at sign? And he's basically like, uh, it just kind of made sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could have the dollar sign.
1: But you know, you know what's funny about email? I, I remember in the early '90s when email was really people were really starting to get an email address. Yeah, as they got an internet connection, and it was like, this is going to you know speed up everything in our lives. It's going to make thing, communication so easy and and efficient. Now look at what email is like, people are just getting drowned in their inboxes. Yeah. It was used so much. But it's still pretty big. It is. Well, it's still very, very big. Yeah. But it's just hard to manage. It's the only... It's like, how did we deal with life before that? How did you do communications, like, in business when there was no email? I, I can't even
0: imagine Well, that. it was weird because I... Um, back in the 90s, I worked at a computer store here in Vancouver called Doppler Computers. And, um, you know, we were pretty cutting edge. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing like the marketing and stuff, and you know, I was having like honestly dozens of phone calls a day. I I would come back from lunch and I would have thirty voicemails. That's that's how we did business back then. Like, I I would then have to listen to thirty voicemails. It took for freaking ever. Yeah, and uh, you know, then one day I was you know reading about electronic mail. And, uh, you know, I convinced uh, the team at the time, hey, we got to get this going. They thought it was crazy. They thought it was stupid. Really? We could just phone each other. Yeah. Right? (laughs) I guess in some ways it was. But um, eventually we we got it going, and it just changed everything. It just made things so much more efficient. It did, yes, back in the time. That's like
1: back in those days was like AOL was the... The big leader. CompuServe. Do you remember
0: CompuServe? Yeah. Okay. That's taking it way back. Oh, I know. But that was amazing stuff back then. Yes. And they weren't even like the internet. They were their own kind of proprietary network at the time. Mm -hmm. They eventually got kind of connected to the internet. But uh, yeah, it's uh, amazing how fast that all uh, developed. And now, yeah, we can't get away from email. It's, yeah. So it's made things way more efficient. But has it uh, maybe connected us too much?
1: Possibly. Uh, it's just really hard to manage. I, I find a lot of people have have trouble with it. Like you almost have to be disciplined not to check email when you're out, outside of work. Yeah. Because otherwise, it puts you back into that work mindset. Uh, and so a lot of people have like you know routines of when they check email and when they don't. Because now with our smartphones, those those emails are not just in your inbox; they're push notifications on your phone. So you really have to be disciplined. Otherwise, it will run your life, and for most people, it does.
0: So I've been I've been telling you, uh, you know, I've been trying that uh, that new parrot drone, the Bebop, the Bebop. Been trying that thing out more. It is like exhilarating flying that thing around, and scary at the same time, because you got this thousand dollar drone up in the air, and you're just scared, yeah, like to death that this thing's going to hit a tree. Because if it hits a tree, it's it's game over essentially. But it's just amazing, like uh, you know, how far this thing can fly away from you, and you get uh, like right on. You've got an iPad in the controller and just you can see everything through the camera it's kind of creepy it is it's it's very creepy yes
1: but you know what's amazing is just how quickly this took off yeah it like drone all of a sudden like everybody has a drone i go every time i go to a park a big open park there's somebody flying a drone but i get anxiety just watching somebody fly it yeah i can't imagine i haven't actually tried to use like we've got toy drones that we've tested yeah. in, in the studio for the show but uh yeah, the real drones. I, I can imagine. I, I think my heart would be beating a lot.
0: Cause. Oh, it, it is. Like I'm, I'm flying it through the neighborhood, and in my neighborhood there is like a ton of trees and stuff. Yeah. So I am just constantly just looking at the screen there, trying to make sure I'm looking around not to hit anything. And it goes like one or two miles. That well, it's it says it can go that. Um, I, I haven't tried it yet because when I get too far away, like a few hundred feet, several hundred feet, um, the screen starts sketching out.
1: Well, that's yeah. That's, that's it starts getting fuzzy, right? Yeah.
0: And then, then my heart starts going, right? Because I got to get that drone back, get that drone. Back. Yeah,
1: drone, come home.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, I can uh, upgrade it with some GPS features where it'll find its way home, but I'm worried about that automatic feature because it won't avoid the trees. Yes, it's just going to
1: try to. Come it's back. just going
0: to find its way straight back. So anyway, it's, maybe uh, you
1: should try flying it away from trees first
0: I know I should maybe get to more open fields, yeah, I think so i I've got this uh uh you know camera friend i've known over the years. his name's uh, Lester um he's like a drone expert I, I follow him on Facebook all the time. It's just amazing some of the stuff he he posts oh
1: the the footage oh, yeah, that you can get yeah. is it's just amazing um that's what I'm, that's what I really like about drones because they have like four k cameras, some of them. On there, so you can get some stunning images, and it's just a beautiful shot, just like with the movement. Yeah, it's it's but you got to be careful, you got to be careful of those things. Absolutely,
0: we're gonna have to take a break when we come back. Screen protectors, what to look for when you're protecting your iPhone or Android phone. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this, you're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo in studio today with Andy Barrar. Don't forget last half of the hour we always go open line taking your tech calls and questions so we'll want to hear from you then coming up uh, shortly right now on the line we've uh, got our guest uh, Richard Waters uh, he's uh, the creator of Phantom Glass thanks for joining us Richard
2: thank you thank you so much for having me
0: Phantom Glass so uh, you know we talk a lot about screen protectors and what have you here uh, on the show to uh, obviously protect your $1000 investment you know when you look at some of these iPhones and Samsung phones uh when did you create Phantom Glass, and, and, and what makes it different from some of the other ones out there?
2: Well, it all started, um, I guess, hmm, that's a good question. It started a few years ago. I was uh, always using the film screen protection. You know, you buy the, the, uh, the film that you apply with all the liquids, and you massage out the bubbles, and you leave your device for 24 hours to let it cure and all that stuff. And um, they just, you know, there had to be a better way. I was doing something with eyeglasses, and I thought, why don't we make glass for phones? So it started, a, you know, a bit of a process, but we figured out how to make um, 0.2, millimeter thin, uh, 0.2 millimeter thin screen protector out of really high quality, um, you know, the Corning Gorilla Glass that everybody knows. Super strong, super impact resistant, and I guess the rest is sort of history.
1: <laughs> and, and Richard, how old were you when you did this?
2: Uh, eighteen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's been a bit of a process, but it's you know what I mean. I'd say uh, in our first formal two years of business, um, we've been selling. You know, we're in thousands of physical locations across Canada, tons of retailers in Canada and the U.S. So it's been it's been a journey.
0: So, you know, a lot of people uh, obviously want to have screen protectors and, you know, they'll go into a mall to one of those little kiosks and have it uh, uh, professionally uh, installed. Uh, You know, how far have we advanced so that uh, someone could actually do this properly at home?
2: Right. So, you know, the whole take it to a kiosk, get someone to put it on, um, you know, that's For, you know, the film stuff, I guess that's your best option. You don't want to be fiddling with it and, you know, wind up throwing out a $30 piece of plastic or, you know, whatever the price may be. What we did for some of the more popular phones, like the iPhones and some of the Samsungs, is we have a one-touch applicator, we like to call it. So you clean your device and you literally just drop the applicator on and it'll line it up perfectly so that you don't have to fiddle with the alignment
1: uh, Richard, I imagine when you're when you're developing this, you're going to do a lot of, like, torture tests to, to, to really see how it withstands. What are some of the things that uh, you've done t- to see if the phantom glass can uh, survive in, like, say, normal, <laughs> normal kind of situations and maybe extreme ones as well?
2: We've done some quite extensive torture testing. First of all, you know, in terms of uh, physical testing to ensure that our product claims live up to their, um, live up to our standards, so to speak. We do tons of, you know, drop tests impact tests, and um, really the best form of testing that we've actually, you know, outside of the factory, sort of drop a steel ball from four feet and see what happens. The best kind of testing is giving, you know, when we started, we gave the product to all sorts of people uh, in, you know, different walks of life. We had people in, 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 you know, working on construction sites, people in the offices, people, you know, I find that, you know, women that throw them in their purse with a whole bunch of other objects, that's like the best way to really see the durability and the uh, resilience of the product, so to speak.
0: Well, it was interesting. Uh, I, I know we had a chance to actually try this uh, in our studio uh, for our television show, and I loved uh, the applicator. Uh, you know, I had tried it on an, uh, an iPhone, and it was m- amazing how simple and stress free—and I got to stress that stress free—it <laughs> was to actually put that thing on. Because I've tried so many of these different types of screen protectors, and you—you you really gotta. You know, the wind's got to be blowing at your back, (laughs) and uh, you know, luck on your side, and you got to try to line that thing up. But that uh, that applicator made it super simple.
2: Yeah, no, I'm 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 really glad, and it's one of the things that we wanted to do to make our product a lot easier for the consumer to install, and also, you know, it uh, it really definitely just overall helps the whole. Um, sort of product that we're trying to create with phantom glass it's super simple to install also because of the silicone that we use instead of an adhesive so instead of using something like a glue we're using a really high quality silicone material that will actually install so you don't have to massage out those bubbles it'll fill scratches on um, some older devices you know if you have an iPhone 4 kicking around or I guess an iPhone 5 now uh, and you have scratches on the screen you put our product on and it should fill most of those scratches which is great And, um, you know, it's as simple as dropping it on, right? You don't have to be in a dust-proof environment, you know, wearing, you know, a dust suit and all that (laughs) stuff. You just (laughs) drop it on.
0: Is it just smartphones or do you have other devices covered as well?
2: So we actually cover um, tons of smartphones, a majority of the mainstream tablets, and we also do um, cameras now, which is really cool. So we actually cover the LCDs on the cameras, uh, you know, DSLRs, point and shoots and everything in between.
1: Richard, I gotta ask you. I'm still, I'm just like amazed that you were 18 when you kind of came up with that idea. What was it like, you know, as a young entrepreneur in that tech area? Like, because, I like, you know, you said you deal with a lot of retailers. Was it was it a challenge, or were they embracing someone so young trying to get into that?
2: So it's it's funny you say that because um, you'd have to be half insane to go into the tech accessory world. It's such a crazy, crowded space with a whole bunch of me toos You know, you have companies now that have their own glass screen protectors and all this stuff and it's you know when we started doing this it was a really unique product but um one of the main uh sort of obstacles i had to overcome was having these retailers take me seriously you know you have an 18 year old going into a meeting and they're like looking at you like you're nuts (laughs) so it's all about uh it's all about you know having something unique and sort of demonstrating those properties and you know, the amount of learning that I had to do on the fly, I didn't take a, you know, three-year university degree or I didn't learn anything about retail management or anything. So learning about, you know, load and orders, flow through, reflow, all this stuff, all these industry terms, you know, figuring that out on the fly, there's definitely a learning curve. But once you figure it out, I mean, you know, it gives you a great advantage over the, um, over the competition, especially when you have a really unique product.
0: Richard, where can people find out more information about Phantom Glass?
2: Uh, You can visit us online at phantom.glass. There's no .com. It's a little weird. www.phantom.glass. We're also on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I believe we're on Twitter at uh, phantom underscore glass. And uh, just give us a Google and, you know, you can go to Staples, Best Buy, all these other places across Canada that carry the product.
0: Thanks for joining us, Richard. That was Richard Waters from Phantom Glass. you got to check it out. Uh, great uh, screen protection uh, for your uh, digital devices. We're going to go open line when we come back. 604-280-9898. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're going to open up the phone lines now, taking your tech calls and questions. Be your on-air tech supporter if you want buying advice. Give us a call, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning anywhere in North America, there's a toll-free number as well. It's 1-877-399-9898. Again, 1-877-399-9898. We've got a good contest here. That's right. Well, we just talked to the folks
1: over at Phantom Glass, so we're going to give one away. Depending on what device you have, the winner, we basically have to tell us what you have, and then we'll give you the corresponding glass for that device. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com and enter and win and get yourself some phantom glass. It, it is really cool, though. You know what? It
0: is, yeah. I, I, I was really impressed, uh, you know, that applicator that comes with the, the iPhone, iPhone version of uh, their kit. Yeah. It, it just, you fit it in there and just, you can't mess it up.
1: No, and yeah. that's, that's what is amazing because I've tried to put those screen protectors. I buy them online and take them home, and it yeah. just, it was so hard. But this one, like you said, it's actual glass. And um, one thing I want to do on our on our television show is do an actual torture test. Well, we can do that on your phone. <laughs> that's
0: you the, keep, you that's keep the telling o- this. You're not doing it on my phone. No,
1: that was the only issue. Yeah. It's like we couldn't find, like, whose phone are we going to use to do these torture tests. But, uh, you know, maybe
0: one day when you're not looking, <laughs> I'm going to grab your iPhone. It, it's so funny. You know, we, we test a lot of these things out on the television show. And uh, just yesterday, we were shooting a segment, um, Health Tech. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. We did. Uh, there's a new little device uh, for diabetics. What's that? What's that thing called again? Dario. The Dario. Dario.
1: And it's available at London Drugs, by the way. I oh, it is. It. Yeah. yeah, I saw it there.
0: Um, and so it, it's kind of a cool little tool. It works in conjunction with uh, a free app for your smartphone. Uh, but it's just funny uh, because you know we want to show it on the show, and you know then one of us basically has got to prick their finger. Yes. And I'm too chicken. Yes. And so you I'm... you did. But God help us. Could we get any blood out of you? <laughs> I, you were like the undead like we were like pricking his finger like a hundred times with this little device and no blood came out. i know
1: it was so weird and like it's funny because we're, we're filming this so we have like the producer and yeah. the camera guy and the associate producer and they're like why is andy bleed not- andy <laughs> <laughs> bleed for and the love just, of god we just couldn't get it i i, I don't know maybe i had callus on my hands or something that it wasn't getting through it's your your but, uh, guitar uh, playing yeah, I think it was from playing so much guitar that day.
0: But an interesting it. device. So um you basically um prick your finger, mm-hmm. uh so you get a little droplet of blood and um you put in a test strip into this device. Uh, put the little drop of blood on and it'll instant instantly transmit uh, the results, your blood glucose levels to the smartphone app. Yes. I thought it was amazing. It is.
1: And for anyone that's diabetic, and I love the fact that it was so small, you can take this anywhere and at any point in time take a test and all that gets tracked. You can even share that information with like medical professionals. They have like a uh, share feature inside there or family and friends. They even have a way to alert that if your uh, blood glucose level gets so low, it'll automatically notify somebody. So you can tell like for some people that's a a great feature to have. So it was it was interesting all the different kind of health tech like we did wearables as well. Yeah. but
0: one that was measuring your breathing. Yeah, that was uh it's, it's called Spire. And so it's a little thing um looks like a little rock, like a pebble uh that clips on either to your belt uh or uh your bra. Uh and It's an activity tracker, kind of like a Fitbit. So it tracks your steps and things like that. But it also measures your respiration. So Mm -hmm. it's measuring as you inhale and exhale to see how many times you're breathing, how deep you're breathing, and then transmitting all that information back to your your smartphone. And I thought it was kind of cool because you know a lot of us lead stressful lives, right? Yeah. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the app actually, it's cool because you start getting that data. You can see... Uh, when you're breathing, you know, faster or heavier. And the idea is that it'll actually give you different types of exercises to help you uh, control and focus your breathing so that you can, you know, hopefully alleviate some of those uh, those tense or stress moments. Yeah. You it was cool. It,
1: it was cool, but you never thought a wearable. You know, you think about activity monitoring and stuff. That was an interesting twist to it, and uh, it, it works really well. The funniest thing that we did yesterday, though, was reviewing the Samsung Galaxy, s7 edge uh the one that you broke <laughs> yeah before the review you just dropped it and it yeah. and it
0: uh, kind of cracked yeah on us beautiful phone uh, yeah. s7 the edge uh, we'll be doing a uh, big review on it uh, next week on the show so stay tuned for that i'm going to give out the phone numbers one more time 604-280-9898 again 604-280-9898 when we come back we'll take some of your calls you are back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar talking tech today. Phone lines are open if you want to get some on-air tech support or buying advice for uh, tech gear. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. Going to jump uh, to Angela on the line. How you doing, Angela?
3: Oh, I'm great, thanks. I actually just tuned in and and I just caught a little blurb about the glucose um, app, and I don't know anything about that and i was just wondering if you could tell me what it was
0: yeah it's uh andy you got the the details yeah
1: so the product is called dario d-a-r-i-o and basically it's a little gadget that works conjunction with your smartphone and it and you can basically do uh tests for your uh, blood glucose levels on it and that information is transmitted via bluetooth to your smartphone and tracked so you can basically that's really what you do is you would track your insulin levels over over time, your blood glucose levels. You can even enter the carbohydrates that you eat. And basically, it's a full-on solution for, for diabetics, basically to manage um, their blood glucose levels. It's also available at London Drugs, too. So if you go into their pharmacy department, you'll see the Dario. They had a sign there. I was walking by, and I noticed it because we just had it come in our studio the other day, and I noticed that it's, they, they yeah, carry it.
0: Um... I'm not diabetic myself, but uh, I just I found the technology fascinating. How quickly it worked as well. Yeah. Like once you put the little drop of blood onto the uh, the test, test strip trip. there, it it was like instant on the app. Mm-hmm. It just like gave and you it's just a writing. really
1: small. You don't need a big sample of blood on yeah. it. Just a little tiny
0: bit. You better hope you're never diabetic because you'll never get you I
1: know. You'll never I know. any Blood out of you. It was it was <laughs> that was pretty
0: funny. I wasn't expecting that a little bit uh, crazy uh you know another gadget uh I, I don't know if i talked to you about this uh, andy uh, we got uh, the pancake bot into the studio
1: the uh 3d printer for making pancakes
0: yeah it's a pancake printer it's 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 kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird um, but i saw this thing online back uh you know several weeks ago and i thought oh my god i love pancakes i love making shapes with pancakes this thing can take that to a whole new level yes amazing so anyway you know i reached out to these guys and they were you know super nice to, to send it to me and it is like it is an amazing device so it's uh, basically uh, a pancake griddle like you'd normally do your pancakes on and then it's got this uh, other printer part on top that basically allows uh, that part to go back and forth and uh, then you have to put batter into the special uh, little container and uh, you can load all sorts of different shapes and stuff so you go online And um, at the PancakeBot website, and there's all sorts of different pancake uh, shapes and models that you can download and put onto a little memory card that you can put into the the pancake printer. You know, I made like Bart Simpson. There was like a Donald Trump face, (laughs) you know, hearts. I mean, there's some pretty sophisticated stuff, the Starbucks logo. But uh, a lot of trial and error. I went through a lot of batter. Well, trying that, to get the right consistency. That's
1: the thing, is that you have to have, that batter has to be just perfect. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be too runny. It might be too dry. I, I did catch you on uh, Global News there. Oh, my God.
0: What a disaster. <laughs> so I don't know why I do this. Like, I always hate doing live demos of things like that. W- what could go wrong? Like, everything always goes wrong with these things. Every single time. Like, you know, I brought Dyson vacuums on before on yeah, global TV. It goes wrong every single time for me. I don't know why. Is that I don't know how to use a vacuum or (laughs) make pancakes? I I guess not. But I brought this pancake bot on uh, to the Global Morning News on on Mondays, uh, you know, with Steve Darling and uh, Sonya there. And uh, I came in early, but I couldn't really test it out before we went to air because it was too noisy. So, you know, I had everything set up and ready to go. And so about a minute and a half before we're going live with my segment, uh, you know, I decided to try printing out one. And... It started printing, and the batter was too running. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a disaster!" So, luckily, and you're about to go on air. I'm about to go on air. I'm, you know, I'm like thinking. Luckily, I brought flour. I'll just thicken it up. So I'm like pouring a bit of flour into this uh, special container, and and then I'm like, "Oh my god, it's too thick!" So I'm like trying to stir the batter. There is like batter everywhere, and, and, and Steve Darling is just looking at me like I'm a nutball. <laughs> <laughs> and so, thank God for him because he carried the segment. You know, I'm like the whole time just trying to get the batter in the stupid container and trying to print it. There's batter all over my <laughs> my sweater and all over the table, and he's just you know smooth and yeah. talking through the whole thing. But it anyway. was funny. I have to say, it was it was pretty funny. What was I printing? Oh, Superman. I have printed out the Superman Sup- logo. Superman logo. Did not go yeah. well. No, you it
1: barely like you got, got a triangle. You got a triangle.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, an interesting device. I think it goes for about three hundred dollars. Uh, if you're into pancakes and creating fun shapes for the kids and stuff, and or, or even making your own designs, it's a pretty cool device.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, make don't sure do you, it on
0: live TV. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it on live TV. But uh, we also um, in the studio. Remember uh, about a week and a half ago, we got in uh, that uh, the beer thing.
1: Yes, the physics. This is something that I reached out to a company because I saw this online as yes. well. And basically, what it is. It tries to give you that draft experience when you go to a pub and you have draft beer. They want to basically give that feeling to beer that you would buy from the store. Whether that's in a can or a bottle. Whether it's in a can, bottle, or a growler. Yeah. And um, I was curious because I thought this was like snake oil. I'm like, no way. It's not going to make it taste better, beer better. So we got it in. And um, And we tried it on like a Coors Light. We tried it on a Coors Light. Which,
0: Um, arguably, beer I love, but maybe not like. The top beer It's out not there. the tastiest
1: beer out there. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because you and AJ were supposed to do the segment. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to get in. I want to get in on this. And so we did that test. Yeah. And for the first time on, as we were filming.
0: Yeah. It looks like a, like a little waste paper basket almost. Yes. So you put the beer inside this thing. You close the lid. Oh, sorry. Before you put uh, the lid down, you put the hose in to it. A little plastic hose. Close the lid. And then basically get your glass. Start pouring the beer. Uh, by pushing the handle forward. And then when you get three quarters of the way through, you push the handle the other way. Yeah, and then it pours the perfect head yes. on it. And it it is amazing.
1: Well, what well, what was amazing about it was that it uses sound technology to basically like break up the carbon dioxide in inside the beer, which gives it a nice big head on it. And then like when we did the test, it was amazing how much better. I know. I know this sounds crazy,
0: but yes. it worked. It worked. You know, we get a lot of these things in yes. for and the show. We, we test them out to yes. see if they work or not. And and most of the time, they don't always live up to our expectations. Yes. But this thing was really cool. It, it was fantastic. How much was this thing again? $170? It
1: was $179. Yeah. Uh, it started as like an Indiegogo campaign. Yeah. And a bunch of beer lovers were like donating money to it and saying, "Let's let's make this. And it's nice. And I think we're going to end
0: up using it again and again and again. If you can find it. <laughs> Did you take it? I'm going to steal it <laughs> from the inventory room. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio, and uh, we're joined once again by Christina Stoyanova with her app of the week. What's, What's going on? What do we got?
3: I have a Microsoft app for iOS. I love these, by the way. They make me giggle. Why? Because I just never thought Microsoft would be excited to develop for ios well you know at the heart
0: of it they uh they are kind of a software company so the more they can get their software out there things like office uh, and and what have you the more money they make
3: yes an office for ios by the way is awesome you use it i do i like it
0: but that's not what we're talking about no okay what do we got
3: we have an app for news actually so we have a lot of these apps running around flipboard apple news etc this one is called news pro And it is developed using the Bing search engine. um, And it actually gives you your news um, according to things that you like. But what's interesting about this one that the other ones don't do is that it takes into account your job title. Really? Yes. It actually uses that in the algorithm to pull the news in for you so that it gives you stories based on your profession, which is really interesting.
0: Do you always want that?
3: No, I don't think you do. But you, you can, you know, opt out of things and opt into other interests that you like. But uh, I just think it's an interesting way to do it because I think a lot of people do want to know what's going on in their specific industry.
0: So you know, I, I think we've seen a lot of these types of apps and sites. Uh, Flipboard is, you know, a, a very popular one. What what makes this different?
3: Well, like I said, the uh, the profession thing and it uses a different search engine but there are some other cool features as well there's a speedy option which strips out all of the uh the ads and any other elements that are within the story that are gonna keep you from being able to quickly skim through it
0: well the very things that uh, are helping pay to get the articles written
3: that's right
0: (laughs) it's kind of a, a weird thing you know we're seeing all these layoffs now with all the newspaper chains uh you know the uh Uh, National Post let go of a whole bunch of people. The Vancouver Sun and province are amalgamating their newsrooms, that kind of thing. And, you know, for the most part, they're relying on advertising to support, uh, you know, their businesses. And then we have apps like this that are basically stripping the advertisements out.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting environment we're in because even consumers are starting to install ad blockers and things like that. And so how do you monetize any content anymore?
0: I'm, you know, I, I know it's all going to shake out, but I think the next five years, 10 years, it's it's not going to be pretty. I think we're going to get a lot of crap, really, because everyone wants free all the time. Yes. And they don't want to pay for content. No one wants to pay for the newspaper uh, anymore because, hey, we can get all this stuff online for free. But at a certain point, you know, the people that are, uh, and the companies that are uh, putting this content out, they have to make money as well to pay uh, the journalists and authors of, of these articles. And if they're not make money, they're going to go out of business. And many of them have. Yep. And so how do we get good content if no one wants to pay for it?
3: Well, it goes back to advertising. Yeah. But then I think it's becoming more of a challenge for marketers because... They have to find ways to advertise without disrupting the audience to the point where the audience wants to bail out. Yeah. It's a challenging balance. It's going to be interesting to watch for sure.
0: Sorry for putting a downer on this app.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You just took that down a dark road, Mike.
0: So for those people who want to see the death of journalism, what's this one called again?
3: (laughs) It is called News Pro.
0: News Pro.
3: You've completely thrown me off now. I've forgotten what the app is called.
0: And it's for uh, iPhone users and iPad users. It's
3: iOS, and it's free on the App Store.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. For killing journalism.
3: Thank you for making this Saturday morning a downer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, people still have the opportunity to pay for good content. There's still a lot of outlets out there yes, for there that. Yes, there are. Thanks for coming in the studio. Andy, the contest one more time on a brighter note. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we're giving away Phantom Glass for your mobile device whether it's a tablet an iphone an android phone if you win you basically tell us what you have and we're going to give you the corresponding phantom glass this is an impact scratch resistant glass that you corning gorilla glass that you put on top of your smartphone. like this is good stuff and it's very very yeah, easy i've to seen put.
0: i've seen you try you've scratched i've scratched phones with keys and, yes yeah
1: it, it works, and um, it's really easy to put on. <clears throat> all you have to do is go to our website,
0: getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win uh, Phantom Glass for your mobile device. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Andy, Barrar, my co-host and producer. Uh, Sherry, Paul, Wes, and of course Christina with her App of the Week segments. That's all the time we have left. We'll see you again next week.